Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burragoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Our high King of heaven, you are faithful. And we trust you to make a way through those tough seasons, those difficult seasons of our lives. And we celebrate and thank you for being with us in all seasons. Your promises stand. And we will not forget who you are and who you have called us to be as children in your kingdom. This morning, as we come to hear from you, Help us to delve deeper into the mysteries of who you are and who each one of us are and this life that we live together with you. I invite you to speak, to ask, to search my heart and shape my life. And may that be the prayer for each of us, that you would reveal yourself to us, not as an intellectual pursuit, but as a deep transformation of our souls so that we are in tune with you as we walk with you in the unforced rhythms of grace in every season of our lives. Amen. Amen. Great to have you all here. Take a seat. Uh, Wonderful to have the kids in and thank you to the worship team. How amazing were the words to some of those songs. I've I hardly even need to say anything. God has already been speaking to us this morning. Um, It's just really beautiful, the way that we can connect with him through worship. And welcome to all of those who are online. I hope you've been enjoying the service so far as well. Uh, It's great to have all the kids in. I can tell it's holiday mode and we're in the middle of winter, so some people are probably watching from home where they're nice and warm. Kids, um, big and small, we have activity sheets at the front on the tables if you want to come and grab one. Uh, In fact, there are some left over from last week, so there's extras. If you need to grab two, you can. If you've got a kid near you, feel free to come and get the sheets for them because they are a little bit shy. Come on down. Um, Now, it's it's, um, been... A start of a new season for us here uh, at Mounties. Last week, Nick started speaking and this topic of spiritual rhythm. We're encouraged to consider that in life we have different seasons. Sometimes we feel like we're in the midst of winter. Things can be pretty difficult. Um, And and instead of looking at perhaps having a work-life-God balance in life, Nick was suggesting that we actually need to find a spiritual rhythm. So we're going to continue on um, talking about the spiritual rhythms of grace that Jesus gives us. Today our topic is seeking, looking with hope and expectation that you will find what you are searching for. So I wonder, what do you seek? What are you investing time in looking at, researching and doing In my many years of working with children, particularly young children, we were often out in the garden seeking things, looking 
mostly for snails and slaters and ants and interesting things like that. And sometimes using magnifying glasses, not how some older children might in radiating the sun onto those bugs. No, we, we were using the magnifying glass so we could see these interesting creatures more clearly, to enlarge them, in allowing us to investigate and explore how wonderful they are. Sometimes collecting them in containers and taking them inside and sharing our discoveries with others and then, of course, releasing them back into the garden wherever possible. As we all grow, we seek knowledge, sometimes in different ways. And we also strive for adventures, investigate stories and history, and some search after money and health and happiness, and many of us seek love. There are times when we seek wisdom, we want to make right choices for career and decisions about schools and marriage and houses, investment of our time and our finances, and decisions of faith. We seek both pleasure and answers in life. So I wonder, what are you seeking? It's interesting that in the middle of Jesus' epic Sermon on the Mount, recorded in Matthews chapter 5, 6 and 7, Jesus has just said, do not worry about food or clothes. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In fact, the whole Sermon on the Mount is about living in his kingdom. Jesus said to seek first his kingdom, above all other pursuits, above the, the longing and the searching and the thinking and the analysing that we may do, to seek first God's kingdom and living in his right ways. Then all the other things that we worry about will be sorted out too. We will have what we need if we put him first. And I know many of you do this. You faithfully strive to spend time with God, praying, studying his word and pursuing his right ways of living. Some of us, if we're honest, can find that a little bit difficult. We can be so easily distracted and find, out, find ourselves seeking after other pleasures that might be good, but they take us away from putting God first. Now our aim in this series is to take a breath. Jesus says in Matthew 11 that the load he wants for us to carry is light. It's not a heavy burden. We are designed to give, he is designed to give us rest for our souls, to walk with him and to learn those unforced rhythms of grace. So I wonder how, how that applies then, what it means to seek his kingdom in a way that's not hard work or a chore. Well, Jesus spoke a lot about this kingdom as revealed in the Gospels, this spiritual kingdom in which Jesus is the king. Where is it? Why is it important? How do we seek the kingdom? Well, there are important questions that we'll unpack in the next few minutes this morning. First of all, where is the kingdom? Well, the kingdom is not a physical realm. It's not a specific place that we can go to to see but it is the reign of the king. Where he rules, we see the kingdom. Throughout the New Testament, we read that God's kingdom is seen in the person and actions of Jesus. His love, miracles and power 
demonstrate his kingdom. When John the Baptist was in prison, he heard about the deeds or the actions of Jesus the Messiah and he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who has come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear and the dead are raised to life and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus was saying, yes, I am the son of God. I am here and I am showing you my kingdom at work. Often, Jesus declared the kingdom of God had come or had come near. He called for those who have eyes to those who have ears to hear and to understand the message of the kingdom and those who had eyes to see and seek and find the kingdom being revealed right there in front of them. The mystery and unfolding of the king, Jesus the Messiah, announces the kingdom of God. Jesus is the king and he brings peace, love and joy, healing and forgiveness and so much more. Kids, there's a few of you out there. I wonder, those of you that have been in MPK this last term, we have been learning about the Prince of Peace. So what was, this is part of our Bible timeline, who can tell me what was it like in the beginning? What was it like? I don't know if any of them will, mm, it's a little bit quiet. Charlotte, what was it like, can you tell me? No, you can't tell me. Oh, there was absolute and total peace. There at the beginning of creation, there was total peace, perfect peace. Daniel, can you tell me what happened to that peace? It got ruined. Yeah, it was wrecked. It was disrupted. When sin came into the world, it was ruined. I like that word. But we can access moments of peace because, you see, Jesus came. When Jesus came, he brought in his peace. And even though he has gone back to heaven, we can, can still access his peace. This life on earth, he came to teach us and show us his kingdom and what it is like. And he invites us to join us in his kingdom. And what is it that we look forward to in the future? Caleb, what's going to be there in the future? God, something else? What's heaven going to be like? Yeah, can you tell me? That's right. So Jesus is getting heaven ready for us. And it's going to be a place of complete and total and perfect peace. No more tears or crying or pain. Perfect peace. And just like that perfect peace, the kingdom of God will come. But it's also already here. It was present with Jesus and it's present now as we see glimpses of Jesus-like behaviour and experience his peace. But it will be fully present in heaven. In his book, Spiritual Rhythm, Mark Buchanan suggests 
that about half of the Christians he knows say that they love King Jesus. But they are almost oblivious to the fact that he rules a kingdom, that he calls them to participate in and share with others. And he goes on to say that about half of the not yet Christians he knows have some kind of inkling that there is a kingdom, that life is meant to be more than what it is, different to what it is, more joyful, more hopeful and peaceful, less segregated and paranoid, dismal and violent. And to varying degrees, they are stumbling towards this kingdom, groping for it, trying to grasp it, but they are oblivious to two things. First, that what they dream of, no matter how blurrily, is in fact the kingdom of God, rather than some political utopia or sense of social paradise. And secondly, they are totally unaware that this kingdom has a king. Many, in fact, engage in Jesus-like behaviour. Even though they don't know the king, there is a deep longing in all of us for the kingdom of God, for perfect peace, for shalom, that is peace with others, peace with the earth, peace within ourselves, and ultimately peace with God. There are signs that indicate that the kingdom is here. Kids at school, you might learn about the early warning signs. Your body tells you that something is wrong and you need to ask an adult for help. Well, these signs are the total opposite. They are telling you that there is something wonderful that is happening in the world around us. If you seek the kingdom, you will see these signs to show you that the kingdom is near. Actually, it is here and the king is asking us to participate. These signs are adapted from the 24-7 prayer network and if you listen to the, 365, the Lectio 365 app, you might be familiar with some of these. The first one is prayer, which includes worship, praise, Bible reading, talking with God and fasting. We engage in these types of activities here at church together, but Matthew chapter 6 also encourages us to have private times of personal prayer. When Jesus teaches this familiar, these familiar words, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Not Harold, be your name. <laughs> hallowed. This means we worship God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying that we see and participate in God's kingdom in our lives here on earth where we pray in the powerful name of Jesus for healing, deliverance and forgiveness of sin. The kingdom also is revealed in the talents and skills of creativity. As we describe in detail, uh, in Exodus 35, it talks about the tabernacle and the in intricate detail. This creativity is not an end in itself, but it's for God's glory. Perhaps you see in a sunset or an interesting insect the creativity of God. As we celebrate artistry, musicians, wood turners and IT wizards, have you ever thought that these are glimpses of God's kingdom and can be used to honour him? Justice 
is the grace and love of God poured out towards others and helping those in need, ensuring that their voices are heard more loudly than your own. Another way in which the kingdom of God is observed is through hospitality, the warmth and inclusion of others in our homes, in our church and in our lives. Modelling for children and engaging them in the practice of, of hospitality is one of the key factors for nurturing lasting faith. It is love in action. Learning isn't just about head knowledge of God and the Bible, but it's our heart understanding of a relationship with him and allowing our lives to be transformed by him. We can see the kingdom through mission. Jesus was on a mission and he calls us to join him in this mission, that as we go out into the world, that more people will know that Jesus is king and experience his kingdom. The final sign of the kingdom is generosity. The kingdom is not about what we can gain, but it's what we can give to others. Thinking of other people above ourselves. Not our own agenda, but God's kingdom agenda. As we give generously, pouring out love and kindness, using our skills and our time for the good and right purposes of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 reminds us that seeking his kingdom and righteousness go hand in hand together. These are the signs of the kingdom of God, that he is present with us. While it was announced with Jesus and it will reach its fullness in heaven, we can see glimpses of the kingdom when Jesus is reigning as king in people's lives now. So you may ask why. Why do we need to seek the kingdom of God? What value is there in looking for the ways God is at work? Why do we even need a king? Why can't I just be the boss of my own life? Why can't I just have Jesus as saviour and not let him interfere with the other parts of my life? Well, this attitude reminds me of the Israelites when they were not aligned with God's plans. They didn't want God as their king and other kings ruled over them instead. And let me tell you, things didn't go so well. In Jeremiah chapter 29, the prophet wrote to those who had been devastatingly exiled to Babylon. He encouraged them to settle there for a while and he assured them that God will fulfill his promises and bring them back to the promised land. And in there, about the middle of the screen, you can see it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Just as God desired a relationship with his people in the Old Testament, Jesus came to offer that relationship to all who would choose to have him as their king. Why would you seek the kingdom of God? Because then you will see that the king is real. You will see who he is and, he, and what he is doing. Why wouldn't you want to have a relationship with the high king of heaven who made us, loves us, 
sees us, knows us. He cares about us. Like seriously, really cares about us. He knows our needs and he promises to be with us, to help us make decisions and to be at peace. He plans for us, plans that are for our good, to give us a hope and a future. That offer is pretty amazing. How then do we seek the kingdom? Well, sure, we, we can see the goodness of God in people's lives and, and sometimes we'll see the answers to prayer and the way that something has happened, you're like, that's just got to be God, there's no other explanation. But I actually think to truly seek the kingdom of God and God's righteousness is not purely for us to observe, but it's for us to live in it. Now, I'm not sure how many of you have actually been to Buckingham Palace. Hands up if you've been at the gates of Buckingham Palace. A couple. Yep, all right. Did you meet the Queen? Or if you've been more recently, did, did you meet King Charles? No. Did you knock on the gate and ask if you could go in? I, I didn't knock, but... You know, they wouldn't let just anybody in, would they? They wouldn't invite us in. We'd have to meet certain standards to be allowed in. In fact, we have to stay on the outside. King Jesus is different. As we come to know him, we realise that, yes, we are not good enough to be accepted. We don't meet the standard of holy perfection to be in his presence. We have a problem of sin. And yet, Jesus still invites us in. Jesus pays the ultimate price, the cost for us, so that we can meet his standards of being pure, holy and perfect. He generously gave his life in our place and now invites us in to his family. When we are sorry and turn away from sin, he assures us forgiveness and we are allowed into his kingdom. It's not just about coming to church and observing Christians who are living in God's kingdom. It's an invitation to accept Jesus as king. We can be accepted not just as a visitor, but a permanent residence living in his kingdom. When we seek the king, we find his kingdom. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. We can ask. Jesus is listening and he cares for us. We can seek. He is there to find and he is at work. And when we knock, He welcomes you through forgiveness and his generous love. He welcomes you in. His desire is that we live in his kingdom and share it with others as we participate in Jesus-like behaviours. This is why we have the golden rule, how to live in relationship with others. Matthew chapter 7 continues on. We'll jump to verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. When we participate in prayer for others, when we show hospitality, justice and generosity, we show his kingdom. When you stop to talk to the person at the shops begging and 
discover their name is Michael and a little bit about their life and can share some food or some money with them. When the, the cashier at the shops perhaps breaks your eggs and you respond in kindness and conversation. When there's a child in your life that is demanding a lot more attention and patience than you think you have capacity for, that's when you're showing the kingdom of God. When you choose Jesus-like behaviour, goodness, patience, kindness, peace, when that is chosen over the alternatives, we are living in the kingdom. Perhaps even now you're thinking of times that you have seen God's kingdom in this past week. Perhaps there are times that you felt distant from his kingdom. Can I challenge you not just to seek the king and his kingdom or know about the kingdom, but to know the king and to live in his kingdom? Jesus doesn't want you to be outside observers. Remember, he invites us in. His spirit at work in us brings transformation and seeking his kingdom means seeking relationship with him. Last week, I was chatting with one of our church family members and she was really delighted to share with me how she had seen God at work in her recent trip to Cambodia. Helen has given me permission to share her story. When she received the news that an eagerly anticipated six-week mentoring program for her business was not going to happen, Helen prayed. She asked God how he planned for her to spend her time instead. Amazingly, the trip to Cambodia, which is the visit to the children at the Transform Centre that our church sponsors, it fitted perfectly in with the time that her husband also had available. And at various points in the trip, Helen prayed asking God to show to her who to talk to, who to give a gift to and how to respond to the needs of the kids. She was particularly drawn to a teen who had never received a letter from her sponsor. While others had even had visits and gifts hand-delivered. So Helen actually had prepared a gift and she took it to the centre thinking she would give it to another girl who didn't turn up that day. And so she gave it to this other teen that she had been drawn to. Now the teen was so delighted not only to receive the gift and have connection with Helen, but the next day was her birthday. She and Helen have continued to communicate and this teen has started going to church because she now knows that God sees her and loves her through the love that Helen was prompted to show her. When we know the king and listen to him, our lives will show his kingdom to others. He will be magnified. Jesus will be made bigger. And we can share his wonderful good news, his forgiveness, his peace, his kingdom joy with others. So it seems quite appropriate that this morning we are going to sing Christ be magnified as we wrap up. So as the musos come back up, let us consider how we will respond. Perhaps just now in the quietness of your heart, close your eyes, take a breath, 
and ask yourself, who is my king? What would it look like if Jesus was king? Where do I see King Jesus at work? How can I join him in his kingdom? Perhaps there is one thing, one of the signs of the kingdom that speaks strongly to you and God graciously is calling you to join him. Maybe it's prayer, creativity, justice, hospitality, learning, mission or generosity. His yoke is easy and it will be a delight for you to participate in his kingdom work in the particular way that he is showing you. And I trust you, as your eyes are closed, that he will give you a picture or a word right now as he's calling you to step into his kingdom ministry. As Paul prayed for the Colossians, I pray for us right now that we will continually ask God to fill us with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that we may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that we may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who qualified us to share in his inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have the redemption and forgiveness of sins. Mighty God, we praise you. We ask and thank you that we can live in your kingdom, forgiven and accepted and flourishing as we live in your right ways. Help us to keep seeking you in our lives and that Jesus Christ will be made bigger, that he will be magnified, that he will receive all glory and honour and praise. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.